Hello, and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson, and I'm the founder of Core Women, and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Shireen Kassam, also known as the Funny Brown Girl, who is a national touring stand-up comedian who has been featured on HBO and NBC, is a radio personality coach. She is the creative behind the podcast, Creative Breakthrough. She is a strategic marketing manager, and I could go on and on and on. But rather than me doing all the talking, let's get right into the interview. Welcome, Shireen. Hey, thank you for having me today. Absolutely. There's so much to talk about here. You've done so much, but let's start with your comedic journey and how that all began. Yeah, sure. So it's so funny because I never thought I was going to be a comedian. Like that was not something I was like as a kid saying to my dad and mom, who probably would have shut that down real quick uh, Mm -hmm. because they come from immigrant families. Like I'm an immigrant. And so obviously, as many immigrants will say, like they want you to have stable jobs that make money, like being a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. And um, I went to school. I did my undergrad in economics. My dad wanted me to be pre-med in computer science, but uh, I, I couldn't do it. (laughs) I I can't stand blood. So I couldn't be pre-med and I could not figure out computer science for the life of me. Like the coding part just was not how my head was coded. Um, so I did economics, then I went to work in investment banking and then consulting. And it was actually while I was in my consulting job that I had a family friend stay with me and she wanted to go to a comedy show one night. And this, I'm, and I'm aging myself a little bit. This was like pre-Netflix. So this was like pre, you could sit at home and watch Netflix specials and see comedy specials at home. So I had actually never seen a comedy show. I had never seen live comedy. I had never seen it on TV. It was just something that had never come across my plate wow. in terms of what is this? And I never even had this inclination to see what it was. So like when she asked me to go, I was so adamant. I was like, I don't want to go. Like it's cold out. I was living in Boston and I was like, it's cold outside. And like, I don't want to get bundled up and I don't know what comedy is. And like, I made every excuse, but then I was like, fine, I'll go. Um, so wow. we go to the show. You've never seen any comedy before at all. I had not. No, I didn't even, it didn't even phase me. It wasn't even like something I wanted to do. I was just like, oh, like, what is that? Like who, I don't have time for that. Incredible. Okay. So going on. Wow. So boring my life was like, I was so (laughs) sheltered that it was like, that was not something my parents ever brought up to me. So it was not something I even considered. Sure. Sure. And, And so then you got out and you bared the cold and voila, you're there. In a stand-up. Yeah. And and it's the showcase. And there's these 10 men who go on stage each for like five or 10 minutes. And I was sitting there and I was bored out of my mind. And my friend thought I was bored because I hadn't been, I wasn't drinking, but I was like, even if I was drinking, I am still bored out of my mind. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Cause I just couldn't relate to any of the material that was being talked about. Like it was these 10 uh, white men talking about their dogs and their genitalia and their failed relationships. And it just wasn't relatable to me. And I remember just sitting there thinking like, they, they have a platform. And this was post 9-11. And uh, for the listeners, I'm Muslim. So post 9-11, like 
things changed as a Muslim woman living in America. And I never actually even identified as being Muslim until after 9-11 when people started putting that label on me. And I was like, oh. wow, I have to carry this label around. So I better, I better be able to speak about it. Right. And um, so after the show, I was like, so I was like, everybody was drunk and I was just like sober. And I was like, I'm going to go ask for my money back because I'm being ballsy. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. So I walked up to the door person and I said, hello, um, I would like my $20 back. <laughs> and the guy was like, wait, what? Because I guess nobody really ever asked for their money back. Well, that in itself is kind of funny. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So so he called over the owner of the club who is also a very well-known comedian and I was like I didn't know cuz I didn't know anything about comedy so I was like hey so I would like my money back. Goes, he goes why and I was like I didn't find them funny. And he, goes, he was like you know it's very hard to make people laugh and I was like I don't think it's that hard and I'm saying this as if I know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> Oh my goodness. So he said, he was like, I tell you what, like you go learn how to do comedy. Um, he gave me the name of a book to read. Actually, he introduced me to the woman who was the host of the show. It was a really cool woman of color and the only woman on the show. And he introduced me to her and she gave me a book to read. She told me about a class to enroll in. And they were like, you come back, you perform here, you do well, and we'll give you back your $20. Uh, hey, so I went. Yeah, I know. So I went and I learned how to be a comedian and I came back and that minute I got on stage and I got that first laugh, I was like, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Wow. Wow. What a great story. That's fantastic. I, I'm just, I was so engaged and you made <laughs> me laugh and I can't believe you asked for the $20, but asking for your $20 back changed the, the course of your life in a sense. I know. And well, it's funny because the girl who stayed with me, I was so angry she was staying with me because my mom and her mom set it up and it was only supposed to be for two days and it ended up being for three weeks. And I was so irritated with this woman because she's in my space. And I like, I, I thank her all the time because I'm like, if you hadn't stayed at my house and been an annoying pest who dragged me to go do things like... <laughs> gosh first it's you're dragging me out to go see a comedy whatever this is then you're you're you know I, I bear the snow and the cold then you get there and you're like I want my damn twenty dollars back <laughs> I know I'm okay <laughs> and they're like hey wait 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 we got the deal for you and boy was that a deal so <laughs> it kind of cha changed the course of your life so it did. and I think I think my mom was like uh like she blames herself for letting that woman stay at my house now because she's like, ah, she, my daughter could have been like the CEO of a company by now. Well, you know, you do so many other things. You, you are a strategic marketing manager. You, you tour, you've been featured on HBO and NBC. You've done so many things. So as a, a strategist, how do you juggle all this stuff? How do you juggle a comedic life, you know, going on tour, doing a podcast you have a podcast you the creative breakthrough you are a strategic strategic marketing manager you juggle so much how do you strategically do this <laughs> it is it takes a lot of uh prioritization and organization um it's some days there are days when i feel like i'm slacking in one and slack or not doing enough in the other but they all, the, my problem is, is like everything excites me. Like these are all things that I'm so passionate about and I don't want to feel that I didn't live my best life. So it's like, how do I do everything? Um, and then just making it happen. 
it, it is hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you kind of answered one of my questions. One of my questions is of all the things that you do, what is the one thing that you absolutely love the most? Oh, the comedy for sure. Now, with that said, what does that resonate with you? How come you love that? And how do you nurture that particular area of your life? So I think two reasons I love the comedy. The comedy really helped me step out of my shell. Like before I started doing comedy, I was just this quiet woman who I felt like I didn't have a voice. And especially being a Muslim woman, again, living in America, not only in America, but even in my own Muslim community, being a woman, I just felt like I didn't have a voice and I couldn't stand up for myself. And I had all these thoughts and I, and I, I feel like I, I am pretty smart in the sense that I can formulate thoughts and articulate them, but I just didn't have the confidence to do it. And comedy gave me that confidence. Comedy allowed me to be on stage and talk about my story and people had to listen. I mean, you paid money, you sat there and you listened. And for me, that's just such a great, that was just such a great way to build up my confidence and find my voice and learn how to use it to change perspectives and change the way people think. Um, and then the second reason I love comedy is that it's opened up so many more doors for me in the creative space that I didn't even know existed. So like, my, so when I was in, in college, my college roommate and my twin sister, I have a twin sister, they were both radio DJs for the, for a radio station. And that was like their passion. And, and I remember just thinking like, wow, that's so cool. They're so passionate about that. Like they go at 10 o'clock at night and they do radio. And never once that I was like, was I like, I want to do that. Like, I was just like, good for them. Like they found what they want to do. I'm just going to sit here and watch TV. And through comedy, I now get to do radio and it is the coolest thing in the world. And I'm like, how did I never want to do radio before? Cause like, if you told me I could never do radio again, I would like figure out another way to get to do radio like that's just something that has become ingrained in me and innate in me and it's like I've gotten to do uh, acting through comedy I've gotten to do speaking engagements I started my podcast because of comedy um, I've traveled the world because of comedy I've met people from all demographics and ethnicities and cultures and so it's just opened my eyes to so much in the world that I was sheltered from wow that is amazing you know, you have just been able to take this journey that really opened up your opportunities, gave you the opportunity to really explore the world. So much you've done with, hey, I want my $20 back. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I absolutely love that. I, I'm going to hold on to that. I see in your bio, you say that you can't say no to chicken wings, but I'm going to, and we'll get into that. I want you to explain what that means, but I am going to always go back to, I talked to Shereen and she always wanted her, she wanted her $20 <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have to hear the story. So I sound so cheap and it's so funny because I had like a good job. I was living in Boston. Like it wasn't like I was like hurting for money, but I just, and I'm not even one of those people. Like I can, I can order a meal and it's not the right thing. And I'll be like, Oh no, don't change it. Don't worry. I'll eat it. Like, I hate, I hate putting people out of their place, like in terms of that, but that show, I was just like, I'm not having this right now. I want my money back. You, you were firm about this and yet it changed the course of your life. So that's so cool. I just absolutely love that story. So now with your with your background and and doing so much in regards to stand up radio podcast i do want you to talk about your podcast talk about what creative breakthrough is sure so creative breakthrough is a podcast i started about a year ago 
and I spotlight creatives of color who sh in the in the creative space. So whether it's entertainment, business, the arts, design, um, I spotlight them to share their strategies to win and inspiration. And the idea for it came about from um, so as a creative of color, I I get invited to a lot of festivals. And one of the festivals that I went to was the American Black Film Festival, which is in Miami, and it's an awesome festival. And they showcase writers, film producers, directors, and I was there performing as a comedian. I was in the HBO Comedy Festival. And it was just such a cool week of just meeting people who were who are doing who are being successful creatives, who are winning, who are in LA, who are having their their content put out on TV and in movie screens. And just being mentored by them was such an awesome opportunity because a lot of times we don't have those mentorships and those networks available to us. Like I can't, my dad can't make a phone call for me and get me a writing position in LA, which is what happened to one of my friends. Like mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen that way for everybody. And so I wanted to continue those conversations in terms of how do you get there? How do you win? How do you become successful? How do you become the president of Will Packer Productions? Or how do you become a film producer with Ava DuVernay and Oprah Winfrey. And so mm -hmm. I decided to start the podcast to hear these stories and have these people share their strategies. How did they get to where they are and sort of provide that mentorship and that networking opportunity for people who, whose dads can't make that phone call for them. Well, I love that platform. I love that whole mission of your podcast. That's so uplifting. And it really, it really will help folks for folks to hear about what the strategy was for this particular person, a person that they can relate to, be it gender, color, whatever, culture, it's so important. And so thank you for creating that platform to talk about strategy that people out there may be able to say, I can relate to that person. Oh my gosh, that inspires me. So Exactly. And I, I interview people across the spectrum. So like people who just who moved to the United States and didn't know what they were doing, people who were in their careers like myself, who were in corporate America, and then at the age of 40 decided they've always had this urge to go create a film, or they always had an urge to be a singer. And so how did they make that transition from a comfortable full-time job to a creative entrepreneur? And, and they're winning. They've got albums produced. They've got movies in, t in, in the theater. Like, how do you do that? I mean, right. it's so scary, but hearing somebody break it down just makes you feel like, okay, I can do this too. You know, Shireen, that's important. What you just said is so important to hear them break it down. And I always say to folks, it's nice that we're going out there and we're uplifting people and we're trying to inspire people. But if we haven't talked about the process, about how to break it down, number one, number two, number three, and this is how you can proceed with the process and give people strategy, give people ideas, is so important because if we give them the steps, then I feel like we haven't failed them. Exactly. And that's yeah. sometimes all you just need to hear. It's like the steps are not that complicated sometimes, but just having somebody lay them out because mm -hmm. sometimes you're just so wrapped up in it. You can't see the bigger picture. Absolutely. But somebody else just says, this is what you do. And you're like, oh, that's so easy. I can go do that tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. It's so important. And we have to remember that everybody has their own process, but we can still provide ideas, ideas of you can do this. And these are some of the steps that you can take. Whether or not you alter those steps, hey, that's your business, but at least you have the steps and that's what's important. So thank you for creating that platform. You are such a creative and I'm so glad that you have been able to be on my show and talk about your, your podcast, your stand-up, 
being a strategic marketing manager, touring. So when do you perform next? Oh, good question. <laughs> I have a show. Well, we're, I don't know when this publishes, but I have a show tonight. And then I have a couple shows like through, the holidays get really busy, which is really exciting because that's when all the money comes in where you're like, oh, I can do this full time and support myself. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, so tonight you have a show. And then after, do you know what your schedule is? Yeah, I have it actually posted on my website. So funnybrowngirl.com is the best place to see my schedule. Oh, fabulous. Okay. Now, like I said, I was going to come back to this. In your bio, you say that you can't say no to chicken wings. Explain <laughs> this. <laughs> I love chicken wings. I don't know why, but I am obsessed with them. And I think, well, actually, I know why. So it, came, it comes from two different places. So when my family moved um, to the United States, we lived in a motel. And um, we, I mean, we didn't have any money. We were like very poor. And once a week, my dad would treat us to chicken wings. There was a place down the street and it still exists, which is so funny. And it's still my favorite chicken wing place ever. And we would just go there and we would have the family meal and we would all sit there as a family. And it was like the one time in the week that I was looking forward to because I would get to see my mom and my dad because they were always working. So we didn't get to spend a lot of time together. And then it just became this ritual. Like when I left, when I left home and went to college and then I, I moved away, like anytime I would come home, that was where we would go to have our family dinner. Like that was just, it was just, um, what's the word when it's like you bring something back from the past? Like it's, it was just a tr oh, tradition. And then I met my boyfriend and he is a firefighter and he does not eat food. He does not eat fried food or crap food or like, and so we would fight about chicken wings. And so I became even more obsessed about eating chicken wings because he wouldn't let me have them. It became a thing that I had to have them even more. And so it just, it became a running joke in my, on my radio show and even my podcast. It's like, I need chicken wings just because he doesn't, he doesn't want them. I just need to have them even more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get those chicken wings. <laughs> and now I'm determined. Yes. So. And it's funny because now he gets upset when I go to eat chicken wings without him. He's like, you ate chicken wings without me. And I'm like, you don't like them. Like you think they're unhealthy. So I, I saved you the calories. And he's like, that doesn't matter. That's our thing. And I'm like, since when did it become our thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That is so funny. It's tradition. <laughs> oh no. Well, if you, so my last question for you, Shireen, is if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom today, what would they be? I would say if you have an idea or if you want to try something, go try it. Like, cause you never know what's going to come out of it. Um, and I say that because there's so many things that I've always wanted to try and always wanted to do. And I've just, I just go and do them. And it's funny cause I just started an online business, an e-commerce business, and my dad was so against it. And he, I mean, my dad's always against everything because he's still upset I'm not a doctor. Because <laughs> he thinks that I should be spending all my free time studying for my PhD. Um, and so when I was like, I want to start this online business, he's like, you're not going to be successful. There's too many people in the, in the, in the field. Like, you're just not going to be able to differentiate yourself. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going to go do it. Like, it, the, a lot of times the... The, the price to just even try is so low. Like I wanted to learn how to write a screenplay because I wanted to meet Issa Rae from Insecure. And I took a free class. Like you can find free resources to just go try to do things to go and see if you can do it or not. And you right. never know what's going to happen. Like I wrote my first screenplay and I was a semi-finalist and that was, it was like, wow, I can do this. I started an online business 
and it's doing, I mean, it's not killing it, but it's doing fairly well to the point where I'm like, wow, I can do this. And so I would just say, if you, if you ever even had an inkling, like you want to go do comedy or you want to do a podcast or you want to try something, just go do it. There's so many places to go try things for free these days or learn things for free that money should not be a hindrance at all. Right. I love those words of wisdom. I absolutely 100% agree with you. Just go do it. There should be no hindrances. You should be able to, and money is not a hindrance. So there are free things out there. Just like you said, I love those words of wisdom. Thank you, Shireen, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. No, thank you for having me. This was a blast. Absolutely. Thank you again. If you'd like to know more about Shireen, please follow Funny Brown Girl on Facebook and Instagram. Go to her website at funnybrowngirl.com and check out her podcast, Creative Breakthrough. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women And please stay tuned for continued growth of the core women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.